Welcome in to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I am joined over Zoom by Andre Simone. And today we have a really fun show planned for you. I'm so excited. It's finally draft week. Um, Insane, it's draft week. It's, how incredible is that? It's actually here. Sure is. Sure is. Uh-huh. But yeah, so, so here's the plan for the week. Today is Monday. Today, Dre and I will be... Uh, going through our entire day one of the draft preview. So we'll be talking through, we'll do a full mock draft. We'll talk about what the Broncos want to see, what they don't want to see, um, both before pick 15, but also at the end of day one, when they're starting to think about what could be going on day two. Maybe there's some trade-up scenarios. We'll get through all of that stuff today. Obviously hit your questions as well, including the ones we missed last week. Uh, Tomorrow is Tuesday. We'll be previewing day two of the draft tomorrow, uh, mocking rounds two and three and uh, talking through the same things. And then Wednesday, we'll finish off our mock draft going rounds five through, no, four through seven. Wow, that's, that's going to be a long one. We're going to have to fly through that to get it done in time. Yeah. But uh, we'll be talking through all scenarios where these picks fall. And then uh, Thursday is draft day. Amazing. And as All we the told while, you guys last answering time, your questions yes. as you uh, give us your feedback on the previous day. So, yep. great. So, hopefully for draft day, you'll be joining us. We'll be kicking off about a half hour before the draft starts. Um, it'll be me, Dre, RK, uh, hosting the live coverage from DNVR of the draft. Obviously, you'll be hearing a lot from Mace, hearing a lot from Zach, uh, mm-hmm. and you know what? There might be some special guests too. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, you can watch on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. We'll be everywhere. And we'll do yes. the same thing for the day two of the draft Friday. So be prepared for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be more details to come. Uh, I'm so excited. It's going to yeah. be so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Okay. But we don't have too much time today. We're trying not to go two hours again. So we're going to uh, start by uh, just jumping in with pick one of this draft. All right. Yep. Uh, mocking it here. It's got to be Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. Not really any buzz about Chase Young or trades right now. Seems pretty locked in. So um, even Peter's King's mock that came out today seemed to uh, give the same vibe as did Albert Breer. So boom, lock it in. Joe Burrow. And yep. we can say the same thing with Chase Young yep. at two. No buzz really feels like these two are pretty locked in, have been for a while. It's going to have to be a, just not unprecedented, but a pretty special and rare trade offer for any of this to change. And there there likely already be something out about that. So, boom. Do you think the Broncos would want to see that trade go through? Uh, it depend for who, um, I guess in a sense, yes, probably it, it would means just the quarterbacks off the board, right? Likely. It would build the market for the quarterback and feed into that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so one burrow two chase young three, we have the lions here. Uh, what do we want to do here? Still think a trade is very much in play and possible here. Um, and you'd like to see it. 
this is one where you would like to see it, I think, because the Lions are a team that aren't going to take a quarterback. First priority through these first 14 picks for the Broncos is getting the quarterbacks off the board. Obviously, you don't want to see the tackles go, the receivers go, but getting quarterbacks off the board is number one. I'd say cornerbacks off the board is the second group you're looking at, trying to get as many cornerbacks as possible gone. Edge rushers. Um, and then, yeah, I think edge rushers right there, defensive tackles. I think you could see Javon Kinlaw, uh, Derek Brown. These are guys you want off the board by 50. 15 um and then any upset picks you know maybe a linebacker sneaks up there maybe somebody uh, goes after one of these running backs uh, a safety you know mm-hmm. a lot of teams are high on xavier mckinney I, I think that those are kind of the groups that you're looking for through these first 14 picks well and there's the other thing is if there's a run on a position of need then let it be a mega run so if the if we gotta just accept that the wide receivers mm-hmm. aren't gonna drop then let it be that another two wide receivers are taken in the top 14 so that a tackle may drop to the Broncos or one of those defensive stars may drop. Yeah. You know, I, we're I really, agree. we're back to focused in on the top 11. That's four defensive studs, Isaiah Simmons, Derek Brown, Jeff Okuda, Chase Young, but it's not happening. Four offensive tackles. You all know them. We won't even go through it. Three wide receivers. You, you all know them. We won't even go through it. Those 11, if one of those 11 could drop to you at 15, boom, beautiful. Exactly. And for that to happen, that means you need four other players to go. So you need to see the three quarterbacks go. Uh, then you need to see one others, whether that's CJ Henderson, whether that's Javon Kinlaw um, or a safety, a running back. And then if you get more on top of that, um, then, or as you said, that could be Justin Jefferson, Denzel Mims too. Right, um, but but then right. if you if the more you get on top of that, those just mean that you have more options. Um, totally out of those top eleven, you aren't just and stuck with which, whichever one falls. Move up seems very likely for the Broncos. We'll get into those potential spots as well. At three, though, Jeff Okuda seems to be the guy for the Lions. Surprised Isaiah Simmons hasn't got more play. I do exactly. think Derek Brown is a dark horse possibility. Um, and this is still a trade-up spot, but it seems like the, the play for the Lions is to get Okuda one way or another, whether that's moving down two or three spots. The Dolphins, of course, are you know the easiest team to project trading up. That's what Peter King has in here with the uh, Dolphins trading up to take Herbert, which is very interesting. Um, I could see that, but... Jeff Okuda, regardless, the Lions, if they stay or move at three or at five or at six or wherever, that's their primary choice. It's just the vibe. So that's who we'll have in this month. I agree. I agree. And it's good for the Broncos because that's the one cornerback who we have in that top 11 going off the board. That means if you want a quarterback, you're going CJ Henderson, you're going Christian Fulton. And those are guys that the Broncos want to see taken um, ahead of them. Uh, Number four. Now you get to the giants. What do you think they do? (sighs) This is really where the draft starts one way or another. I think Um, so. You know, Isaiah Simmons seems like the logical pick. I just don't think that is the pick. Mm-hmm. I think um, O-line is really what we'll see happening. Um, and with what's happened with Beckton and the failed drug test and, um, you know, Andrew Thomas and Wills have been dinged through the process who's really elevated himself as Tristan Wirfs. And that's kind of who I'd feel like going with here. I don't know about yep. you. 
Yep, I think so. I think that this is one of those picks. I mean, I think the Broncos want Isaiah Simmons. I think that's one of those players we want to see drop, but he's not one who I think will drop all the way to 15 no matter what. I think you do want to see Isaiah Simmons off the board instead of one of these tackles. That's pretty obvious, but Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, I think that it probably is worse that goes off the board here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, number five, you got the Dolphins. Um, Again, this is where you expect to see Tua gone, but who knows? Maybe there is an upset pick. Maybe they go for Justin (sighs) Herbert. Maybe Isaiah Simmons staring him in the face. They can't say no to that. Now, that's another factor, is the Dolphins are in a position where here they could go with the you know best player available, whether that's Simmons or an offensive lineman or a receiver for that matter, and then have all the capital to move back up from 18 and, I don't know, jump the Broncos who want to move up with the Browns at 10. Well, the Dolphins could offer a more enviable package uh, you know, and move up and get Jordan Love or get Tua if Tua dropped. And I do wonder, is Herbert their guy? Um, You know, that's where I, in the mocks I've actually published, I've leaned towards um, more just because he's a safer pick. And, you know, the fact that people have been connecting Tua and the Dolphins for uh, because they were tanking for Tua, they weren't really connecting them. That's just that was the top pick, and they were the team that seemed to be tanking. But on the field, they weren't tanking. They were a lot better than a lot of these teams. Um, And they've spent a lot in free agency, and I'm not sure they're ready to risk not having their franchise quarterback ready to go early on. I don't know. It's... um it's a conversation. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the Herbert Tua matter? Do you think in this final mock of ours, we just punch Tua in here at five? Or, or I still, do we go with the pick, safer pick? I still think that Tua is yeah. the pick here. I think that he's yeah. the favorite. Um, yeah. But it's really in question, and that might be a little bit optimistic of me to say. Uh, when you Again, when you look through this top 14, how many teams actually need quarterbacks? A surprisingly small number of these teams are interested in quarterbacks. Uh, you Typically, you're looking at every other team up here, maybe even more, especially in these first five picks, having to go after a quarterback if they can. Right. Um, it's a little bit different. The Dolphins are one of those teams, though, and that's why the Broncos really need the Dolphins to take a quarterback here. Um, otherwise, it's real tough to see a path to them getting one of the tackles or receivers they want. Um, but again, if we're yeah. saying what's most likely, I still do think that it's Tua, but uh, Isaiah Simmons makes it tough. Um, mm. I'd still Simmons say it's probably Tua. I yeah, think Simmons see, For does. me, it's Herbert that's really... Uh, and it's just because I think Tua could very easily drop. And I think yeah. I think the NFL is going to be higher on Herbert than most media types are. I agree. Which, uh, which way do you want to go? Let's go Tua. Let's go Tua. Seems like the safest. Okay, number six now, Chargers. Again, one of these teams that could take a quarterback. Um yeah. And you really need them to because after them, right. maybe right. maybe the Panthers, but I doubt it now. Uh, I w- they aren't going to. Uh, and, then, and then the Cardinals have Kyler Murray. Uh, Jaguars, that's another team, could be a quarterback, um, but they might be ready to roll with Gardner Minshew. Then you have Baker Mayfield, then Sam Darnold, then Derek Carr, then Garoppolo, then Tom Brady, and then the Broncos pick. So there could be trade-ups in front, but uh, this is one, again, where the Broncos need to see a quarterback off the board. But with Isaiah Simmons there, thinking about what that defense could become, or uh, I mean, the, the, the Chargers have struggled the to patch the whole line. tackle for yeah. so long. Right. Uh, 
I look now, Peter King had uh, Andrew Thomas go into them. And um, who did Albert Breer have here? Breer had Tua. So, and you do have Herbert staring you in the face. Now, Herbert, I see, is less likely dropping. That's Me the too. thing. Me too. Um, I think he's so pretty locked Herbert's into his spot. Here, right, right. Yeah, I think it's Herbert, but I'm praying it's not Simmons. Simmons yeah. is dangerous in Denver, just from an X's and O's standpoint. Think about that defense. Yeah. Those cornerbacks and the safeties. Well, and then the pass rushers, too. They, 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 it'd be right. the best defense in the NFL on paper. I don't think on you paper. can even argue. Well, and to have two guys that are that versatile in the back seven, like Derwin James and Isaiah Simmons, would be quite something. Um, but here is where I think number seven is really Simmons' spot. Okay. Okay. Right now, I mean, just a program builder kind of makes sense. They'd be lucky to have him drop to them. I know some people still have Derek Brown. I mean, we got to remember, we don't know anything about Carolina. Anything. Agreed. This is the first time we'll have seen that head coach, that ownership, that front office make this this kind of move. This is going to set their track record. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but. I think they just go best player available. I think so too. They have to. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Then number eight, the Cardinals. Um, This again is where you start to see some, some shakeups. I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't that many trades in the top seven, that those kind of stick there. Um, Or maybe seven could be trade. I think seven could be in play with the Panthers. Could be. Yeah, sure. Sure. But But it's true. Eight, nine, 10 is really where it heats up. Yep. And then all the way through 11, 12, I think even in the Broncos, I think we're going to see in this maybe next seven picks or so, two, maybe three trades. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Because the Panthers are less likely because they'll get a really good defensive player to fall in their lap. Yeah. So they're not incentivized to move the rest. It's kind of go, it might, it it looks like it'll probably go chalk to his injury and how he's evaluated, I think is really the biggest uh, wild card of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, assuming things kind of go this way, now is where st- things start to get serious. And if the Cardinals don't move down, I really think they go defense and I think they go Derek Brown, which is kind of what we've had them locked in at for the last couple weeks. All right. Uh, what do you think it would take for the Broncos to get up to number eight? And here's where it gets tricky because 10, we've talked a lot about, or the Broncos guys, and Mace wrote a phenomenal article breaking down all the different options, moving up or moving down. Give that a read to get informed pre-draft. That a move to like 10, you'd only have to give up a third, your highest third, 77, but still just one third and like another uh, add in a day three pick to make it all work Mm -hmm. here. Moving up at eight is where it becomes trickier. And I really think you're going to have to give up 46. I think so too. And you might get something back. Maybe you get uh, like a fourth from next year's draft or a fifth from next year's draft. But even that I'd be surprised. I, I, I think that it's probably pretty close to straight across the value. Right. And I mean, 46 for number eight. But it It'd would be pretty close. The Cardinal. It would mean that the draft, the trades have really died down. The Cardinals are truly incentivized to just add more picks and think they'll still get Kinlaw or Brown at fifteen, and they're fine with either. And so they're just willing to make a trade. 
and take below value and maybe just take two thirds. Yeah. But I, I think that's wishful thinking. I do too. Uh, so let's give him Derek Brown, move along to pick nine. Uh, the Jaguars with the board falling like this. Uh, I think, I think Javon Kinlaw is very much in play here. Um, CJ Henderson as well. I think that the Jaguars are one of the teams that you, pick. that you need to likely take one of the players outside of that top 11, outside of the quarterbacks. Um, I guess they could take a quarterback too. I think that that could be in yes. play. Quarterbacks um, a sneaky need. The problem, Hank, is they just traded away Marquis. They just released Marquis yeah. Lee because they're in such cap hell and I think they're digging their heels in on not wanting to trade Yannick and Gakwe away. Um, and I'm really concerned that they might just pull the plug on a wide receiver. Especially if Marquise Lee is leaving, they need a speed threat. He is. Then. I mean, I, he's you, gone. You replace him. Yeah, you do have DJ Chark already. I mean, the perfect Marquise Lee replacement to complement Chark, I hate to say it, would be Jerry Judy. Yeah. Yeah, and CD Lamb would fit perfectly as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Rugs maybe less so. An offensive line is enough, so they're really a throw. You know, anything they could patch up their left tackle spot. They could add a wide receiver. I could see them very active in trades. They could do CJ Henderson, Kinlaw. There's a lot of directions they can go in here. Um, in a sense, the safest thing would almost be to <clears throat> mock the Broncos to trade up at this point. But <laughs> yeah, since we're doing a seven-round mock here over three days, uh, you don't want to compromise our ability to make picks later on no. um, and project too those many are the trades. Picks that are more fun, <laughs> right? Those third-round picks are where you get all the value. Absolutely. So I would. I would say let's go the more conventional route here and go with either Kinlaw or Henderson. I'd be leaning Henderson, who's got a lot of buzz going with several plugged-in people saying, you know, over a third of the league has Henderson as the top cornerback in this class. Yep, and and if he he has 4-3-9 speed, and you you, Great size, super fluid, yep. I think I think that let's pull a trigger. Let's do it. Uh, obviously, they need the cornerback help after they've lost Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye in a year. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Um, number ten now, the Browns. Uh, again, this is one where we've just been expecting it to be a tackle. You know, they yes. don't really need the receivers. You have yes. Odell Beckham, but I mean, maybe maybe they do make a move there. You know, rumors that Beckham could be on the way out. You just go one for one, replace him with a Jerry Judy mm-hmm. and, and keep moving. That could be on the table, but as it stands today, um, is there any hope that they don't take one of the tackles for the Broncos? Well, the hope is the guy they really want is Ezra Cleveland. Yep. And that, that's why they'd be incentivized to move down. And he makes a lot of sense for a zone blocking scheme because once Wirfs is gone... Uh, Wills is not a zone blocker. Uh, you know, Andrew Thomas is 
pretty heavy-footed. Mikai Becton, oddly enough, at 360-plus, seems like the best suited to to block, you know, moving east-west. But he's far from your typical zone-blocking tackle. So I could see how with Wirfs off the board that, that a guy like Cleveland actually is who makes most sense for them to fit in at tackle. All that said, I think Andrew Thomas is the pick here. And I think with the off-field stuff that's gone on with Becton, Thomas gets pushed up even a little more. All right. I agree. Uh, Now number 11, you get to the Jets. Um, Uh This could be tackle or receiver. You know, this is also a spot where the Broncos are kind of pulling to see maybe Caleb on Chasson be chosen uh, Mm -hmm. with the uncertainty with Jamal Adams. Maybe they try to replace or replace him with Xavier McKinney. Um, both these guys, I, a little bit of a reach in my mind, but could be considerations here. Sure. Uh, what do you see? I think in the end, it, this is a this is a tackle wide receiver team. It's why they're kind of one of the landmines. This is why you want to move up at ten to ensure you have your pick of at least receiver, because mm-hmm. here's where things get tricky. Um, I think with the depth that wide receiver and the way Adam Gase is as a coordinator, what they really want to shore up is the tackle. And I think, um, I think here's where uh, the risk reward proposition for Mackay Becton really comes into play. As we were talking to RK today um, with the new CBA, a failed drug test for weed isn't nearly as problematic as it used to be. So here's where the big man slide ends and I would slot in Mackay Becton. Let's do it. Okay. Number 12. Now the Raiders, um, Mm. You know, this could be a landing spot for CJ Henderson, who uh, we had going at number nine. Um, You know, maybe, maybe an outside chance that they go after Javon Kinlaw, uh, but it really does seem like receiver is probably the move here. And if it's not here, then it would likely be at number 19. So I think that that's really uh, the, the hope for the Broncos at this point is that the Raiders see this board, see no receivers taken, uh, see Javon Kinlaw as the far and away best defensive lineman available yeah. and decide that they can get Kinlaw here. And if none of the big three receivers falls to 19 when they pick again, they still get Justin Jefferson, Denzel Mims. Um, yes. Meanwhile, they'd have to take a Neville Gallimar, Marlon Davidson, uh, something like that. Uh, at defensive line of Kinlaw were to go before their next pick. Um, depends on how they weight their needs. Yeah. Christian yeah. Fulton could be in play as well for those same reasons. Well, and the best case scenario might be Jordan Love of all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I do think that's in play. I do think that's in play. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this might be wishful thinking, though. I do think CeeDee Lamb yeah. or Judy are much more likely. Um bit of a toss-up, but I guess I'd go Lamb, who's my top guy. Let's do it. Okay, 13. Now it's San Francisco. Uh, this is the pick they picked up for trading away, uh, was it DeForest Buckner? Yeah. Um, which means they could be going after a guy like Javon Kinlaw, who is a very similar um, style of player. Um, could also be a team that would be interested in Christian Fulton, a bit of a reach, but it might not be a reach on their board. Uh, they also could use some help at receiver, uh, Henry Ruggs available, Jerry Judy available. I think that's uh, the most likely route. What do you think? 
Well, well, this is an interesting pick because it's wide open. I think Judy, if things fall this way, seems like the more likely pick. But this is where, for example, uh, Peter King had Tua dropping and the Patriots trading up. Um, I could see that. In this spot, I could see that. I could see them being intrigued by Jordan Love or someone moving up to get Love mm-hmm. for this pick. And as you mentioned, Corners and Kinlaw, most of all, are the interesting picks. But at the end of the day, I think Judy's ready-made ability to uh, you know, be so dynamic in one-on-ones and that offense being able to manufacture one-on-ones for playmakers like that is... Uh, is too too good to pass up. And if Judy were around and the Niners passed him, I think they'd really blow it. And and I have not thought highly of how the the Niners under Shanahan and um and Lynch John have Lynch, handled yeah. their drafts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, but also when I look at Jerry Judy, I see a lot of Jerry Rice in his game. I mean, those are the, the long legs, the route running, the speed, but it's not all about the speed. Um, obviously, Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver to ever play the game and had the incredible hands and probably elevates better. So, so you have all that too, but in this 49ers offense, he just seems like the perfect fit. Yeah, yeah, totally. So let's make that the move. Number 14 now, uh, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock. Uh, Jedrick Wills on the board. Uh, Henry Ruggs on the board. Both guys who I think the Broncos would choose if they fell to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also have Javon Kinlaw, Caleb Von Chasson, Xavier McKinney. Um, Yeah. A lot of different ways they could take this one. Even DeAndre Swift um, getting... Tom, his receiving back, that that could be worthy of this pick at 14. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, has to be someone in the trenches with how things fall. I think so, too. In a mock I was playing with, I even had them taking DeAndre Swift, but that's because Kinlaw and um, Jedrick Wills were already gone. With things falling this way, I think it's Wills. I do too. Yeah, Let's you just got to shore that up for Brady, you know. So, Well, Henry, we are on the clock here in the Mile High City. Is it time to take a quick break? I think it is about time to take a quick break. Uh, Let's talk about Breckenridge Brewery, uh, one of my favorite partners because I'm uh, I'm 23 and I drink a lot of beer. Uh, So this has been a fun one for me. Uh, But what makes Breckenridge Brewery so special is that their beers are incredible, but they really aren't all that expensive either. You'd think for a good beer, like, like the ones they provide, you'd be paying a lot more than what you pay. You know, I I love the strawberry sky. I love the Mm -hmm. agave wheat has been a a new one that I've been pretty into. Um, Not a new beer, but I'm newly into it. Uh, The vanilla Porter junior. Luckily you can try, I think all of these in the 15 can sampler that Breck is now selling. Uh, They've been selling one for a while, but now there's a new updated version with the strawberry sky in it. And if you want to know if you guys can check that out, then go to the Breckenridge Brewery website and uh, and go to the beer locator on their website. Uh, it'll get you all set up with whatever beer you want to try. And if you're hungry, then also order yourself some food from Breck's 
farmhouse still open still delivering still available for uh curbside pickup as well so again take advantage it's good food if you use the code dnvr you can get five dollars off your order i really cannot say enough good things about our friends at breckenridge brewery um if you want to make an order then call the call 303-803-1380 and they will get you all set up uh would also like to tell you about MSU Denver online, which is a great way for you to pick up another degree, pick up your first degree, um, or just kill some time and learn some fun things if that's what you're into. Uh, there are 40 plus online uh, programs. They have 750 online courses. So there's so many different options. You can go to msudenver.edu backslash online and check out all the different programs, which will give you degrees or uh, just courses. If you're interested in learning about history or music or whatever, they'll have something for you. Again, that's msudenver.edu backslash online. Uh, You can check out all of the great programs and classes that they offer. Okay. Beautiful. Number 15, the Broncos are on the clock. A lot of fun names right there. Henry Ruggs, fastest receiver in the draft. Javon Kinlaw, freaky pass rusher from the interior. Caleb Von Chasson, maybe not the guy that the Broncos need uh, need-wise because they have their edge rushers. But at the same time, we've seen them spend a first-round pick on Shane Ray when they were pretty loaded at pass true. rusher already. It's true. Uh, and then Bradley Chubb, too. You know, yeah. even then, that wasn't a need. Or what if, like, Kuiper had in his last mock, they took Jefferson over Ruggs? That's possible. I think that Justin that's really Jefferson possible. Yeah. Right? Right. I think he, he fits so well. The, the, Perfect the in Shermer's offense. Yeah. yeah. Out then, the and, slot, compliments Sutton nicely. Mm-hmm. Really leaves you open to do a lot of things with mm-hmm. your third round, fourth round pick when you're trying to yeah. double dip at receiver. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's wide open and this is really going to set our draft up for the rest of the way. I tell you, he's my third ranked wide receiver, but any time we talk about him in Denver or I, you know, I get into conversations with people with why he'd be a nice fit or what have you, I just get so excited about the proposition of Henry Ruggs mm-hmm. in Denver. I mean, to some extent, he'd be a steal with the Becton off-field stuff. Him and Becton were neck and neck as super high upside guys at that... Um, nine through 10 spots. So he's even moved up a spot on my board. Uh, I'd go rugs all the way and uh, it'd be miraculous for one of the top three to drop and the Broncos not to move up to get him uh, would just be something else really special. Agreed. Um, In another world where Henry Ruggs doesn't drop here, um, you're probably looking to trade down. And when I'm looking at this board, I I know that I would be really excited to add Javon Kinlaw uh, to this roster. Obviously, just super naturally talented. Um, But also, you have Justin Jefferson there. Uh, You'd be happy to land him. Josh Jones is another intriguing option if they wanted to go tackle. Meanwhile, they could be interested in guys like Jeff Gladley, Christian Fulton, uh, Xavier McKinney, I I think could do a lot of things that the Broncos are looking for somebody to do on this defense at that safety spot. Um, And I think he could do them early on Um, because of all that. uh, There's so many guys I'm interested in maybe moving down to that 
21st spot with the Eagles who are interested in a receiver. A Vikings yeah. at 22 could be interesting, interested in a receiver. Uh, you may be, 23. Yeah. You may be able to land um, another second round pick and still get one of these guys that you really like. Um, you may be able to add a couple of thirds. You may be able to yeah. turn yeah. – turn your fifth and sixth into a pair of third round picks, a pair of top 100 picks. Um, I, I think yeah. that all that stuff is very much on the table and you could add some more starters, uh, but as it falls, got to go rugs. Yeah, totally. I think you put that very nicely and we'll be able to talk a lot more about potential trade options. Um, and you know, those are trades to keep in mind as we're doing day two of, Oh, this could be a pick the Broncos would have in their coffers if X, Y, and Z went down, you know? Yep. Yeah. And we'll, we'll bring those situations up as well. Uh, now to the Falcons, number 16. Uh, this is, this is starting to get tougher because our mocks and when we do them with all the Broncos guys end at 15, this is some <laughs> new territory. Um, a likely sp- landing spot for Javon Kinlaw. Um, yes. Maybe Caleb on Chasson. You know, if, if, if you're the Falcons here, you really like how this board is falling. Oh, beautiful. The 16th beautiful. pick for this team mm-hmm. is perfect because mm-hmm. you're getting a Kinlaw, Chasson, uh, yeah. Gladney, Fulton are very much in the conversation. Henderson, if he were to fall to them, could Maybe be. Maybe even very DeAndre much Swift. Could be. That would be interesting with mm-hmm. kind of what they're trying to figure out on defense to do that. But yeah, I mean, could be in play. They have they lost Freeman. Trying to get back to that high-powered Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, a, not a bad idea. But as it stands, I think Kinlaw is just such great value for it. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Cowboys at seventeen. Um, oh, this is another tough one. You know. Yeah. This is the more Adney Fulton. Yeah, and Chase on I yep. think is really interesting. Uh, Peter King and what to me feels like a retro pick had him taking Xavier McKinney. Um, mm. But I think if Chase on's still there, you know, yeah, they signed Alden Smith and all, but Chase on clearly, you know, much younger and brings a whole different dimension with how versatile he is. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's the, the direction to go in here. Fits like a guy they like. Um, okay. Uh, now the Dolphins, who already have Tua. Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, they have some options. I, I, I think that Josh Jones is probably where I'd look, try to protect your young quarterback. Um, right. They could be looking to add weapons. They have needs on defense as well. Um, yeah. What yeah. do you think? Ezra Cleveland's kind of been the guy I've had in this range. I mm. think his stock has really risen. Uh, he's risen on my board. I mean, shoot, he's, uh, he's 19th. I love the kid. I think he's phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, very few weaknesses, and he's still raw, still lots of development. He can, he can do, and I think a team, this is right in the range where he, he should be going because some teams will be interested in him, and there's already been a run on offensive tackles. But there hasn't been yet here. Oh no, Jedrick Wills did go to the Bucks. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'd be my pick. Interesting. King had him taking AJ Epinesa, who I love in this range. Is still quite high in my rankings. He's 18th on my board, so one spot ahead of Cleveland would be perfect value at the 18th pick. I just find a really hard time fitting them in. Um, and look, the Dolphins have so many picks, they can go a variety of ways here. Yep, and I think getting a top-tier tackle just makes so much sense for this team right after you get your quarterback. 
Yeah, totally. Let's lock in Cleveland and move to pick 19. The Raiders on the clock again. Um, uh, see, yeah. this is where I, I think that there is a chance that they just go Kinlaw at 12 if that's what they need. or They, they could definitely go cornerback at 12 uh if if cj henderson is still on the board and if they're they they see those needs as big enough holes uh because now even though they have their receiver locked up uh they uh they don't have quite as many options as they would have had to address the defense yeah it's true um it's really true while the wide receiver options are still very intriguing um Man, it's a tough pick. I could see them going Jordan Love. I could see them going tight end and surprising people, yeah. going like Cole Komet. Um, and yet, I think they'll, to some extent, reach on a cornerback at I this agree. spot. And while Jeff Gladney is my highest-ranked guy, I could see them going after someone like A.J. Terrell. You think mm-hmm. of how they reached, you know, Trayvon Mullen and Cleland Farrell already there. I think Terrell, to some extent, fits that mold of a, you know, Clemson guy who we maybe undervalue in the media. But uh, there are also reports that Trayvon Diggs is more well liked by NFL teams than by the media. Uh, he could be another upset pick here. I could see it. I mean, it's wide after Henderson. Um, it's really wide open on the cornerbacks. There are several who could go um, in this range and kind of be overdrafted because that's who teams see as the third corner. And that's the direction I'm leaning in is going okay. with a corner like that. Let's um, go with Terrell. I love it. I love it. And you can't go wrong with giving the, the Raiders a bad pick. So. You really can't. I mean, um, and not that this is a, not that he's a terrible player. It's just a reach yep. in the top twenty. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, now to the Jags again at number twenty. Uh, Xavier McKinney, maybe an option here. Now uh, they already went C.J. Henderson. That's and- true. We strongly considered wide receiver. And I think here's where they're thinking, look, letting go of Marquise Lee will prove just fine because we can take Justin Jefferson, Denzel Mims, variety of studs we could go after here, and I would go Jefferson. I don't think Jefferson should drop much further than this. I agree. And when you look at the receivers the Jags already have, they, they have some gadgety guys. They, they have some guys with the traits. Um, and, and maybe that's why they're more interested in a true route running receiver like Justin Jefferson, um, who can get you some more easy catches instead of trying to get easy touches for the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles now at 21, a team that definitely could be trading up. Um, you know, Mims is falling in their lap, and that's where I yeah. look first. But maybe this is – we haven't talked much at all about the linebackers. Yep. That, that could be in play right. here. Well, um, linebacker used McKinney. to be kind of automatic at 19 for the Raiders, at 20 for the Jaguars. We were talking linebackers. Mm-hmm. And yet both Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen still around. Um, and, yeah, wide receiver still in play, and they can always use more safety help. Xavier McKinney's kind of been a guy who could be in play the last few picks. They lost Malcolm Jenkins this offseason. That could be in play. Um, interesting team, and the best guy available for me is A.J. Epinesa, which isn't a need. I think Mims is the, the way to too. go, but there are a lot of options for Philly here. Yep. 
Um, number 22, the Vikings. Um, you know, you, you lose Stephon Diggs. You lose Xavier Rhodes. You know, I, I think that those are the two spots where you're really looking to add um, some, some talent. But uh, what do you see? Yeah, it feels like another, I mean, as you put it well, they had a lot of losses, kind of in a weird way, rebuilding that defense, um, but feels very much like so many of these other teams, like Jacksonville, like um, like Oakland, all these teams with two first-round picks, it just feels like corner wide receiver is yeah. what they're trying to do. And uh, with Jeff Gladney still around and how he'd fit in that scheme, I really think he's a perfect pick right here. I think that makes sense, especially when you look at this next pair of receivers. Um, right. You still have Jalen Rager, Brandon Ayuk, KJ Hamler, T. Higgins, uh, Visca, Michael Pittman, Brian Edwards. Not, like there, there are so many guys still available, um, whereas getting a cornerback who fits might be a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, right. I think Gladney makes sense. Oh, and now, now, now the Patriots. Patriots. 23. And so now there's 10 picks left in the first round. Um, what do the Broncos want to see in these last 10 picks? You know, they already picked up their receiver. Uh, so they're likely looking at tackle ideally in the next uh, round, the second round. You probably don't want to see any tackles taken. Um, yep. But but I think that maybe a safety or cornerback um, could be a, a sneaky pick sure. in, in the second round, trying to add either so, yeah. some sort of slot defender is what I'm thinking. Um, so now with Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit, falling as far as they've fallen probably your top two safeties uh, Antoine Winfield Jeremy Chin um, those are guys who you may be hoping slip all the way to 46 or totally. slip to 31 32 35 and the Broncos can trade up especially if they've picked up some f- extra assets by trading down from 15 um, but also tackles the very obvious need here. Uh, okay, so the first pick for the Patriots, um, we've talked about them trading up to take a quarterback, but if they stick at 23, what do they do? Yeah, I mean, it seems like they could they could benefit from some of the value that guys like Epinesa or Kenneth Murray present at this pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and while... It's not an obvious fit. A lot of people have pointed out how the Patriots do like more mobile quarterbacks. Yep. And how someone like Jordan Love could be real interesting here. I also think Cole Komet is such head and shoulders above the other tight ends in this class that this is the range where he starts to be in play. Especially him in um, particular, somebody who contributes to the running game and would also provide a, a bit of relief for a young quarterback in the passing game. Totally. And, you know, the Patriots are are a funny team. They could go with just a fundamentally sound player who's a plug-and-play guy. Um, you know, I don't know, Cesar Ruiz, someone like that yeah. who kind of surprises us here and go very unsexy. Um and yet, I, I think the way this team operates, they understand they really need a quarterback. Um, and with someone like Jordan Love still around, I, I think that's who they could go after. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's do it. I think so. I think the, for the reason that you said, and that's that the Patriots know that they need to have a quarterback and you got to start spending assets to, to find one. Um, maybe right. there's one on the roster. Maybe, and if there's one on the roster already, then you blew a first-round pick, but you wind up with a quarterback and people are going to forget about that blown first-round pick when you're headed to the playoffs every year. Totally, totally. Um, 
Okay, moving on to the Saints at 24. This is an interesting team. Um, still thinking that they're contending, bringing Drew Brees back, like rumored for one more year. Contracts with a bunch of players kind of set up for one last push here. Um, yeah. What do they even need to shore up? Yeah, I mean, linebacker is a spot like so many teams, they could use a little more corner depth. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could add another wide receiver to compliment Michael Thomas and those guys. You could. Um, They'd be a great place for Visca, but I just get the feeling that Visca's spot is in round two now. Um, So I really think with what they've targeted in the past and what they're looking for... um, and the fact that he's healthy and NFL ready on the first two downs and he's versatile and you can move him around. I really think that um, Kenneth Murray is, is the pick here. And I know that's not very original. That's where a lot of people have him slotted, but um, just makes sense. Let's do it. Uh, So now we have the second pick for the Minnesota Vikings at 25. Uh, they've they've already addressed cornerback. Uh, you, you still thinking they're going receiver here? Yeah, I think wide receiver is still a position that they can make work. And the beauty is with Adam Thielen there, you can go after some of the bigger guys. So T. Higgins, Michael Pittman become very much in play. And that's where I think they'd be pretty nice value at this point. Mm, but who goes first, T. Higgins or Michael Pittman? Be interesting. Um, you know, so much of what hurt Higgins in our eyes was that yucky pro day, and that mm. seems to kind of be forgotten. And I think in some ways with the fact that we don't have all the data, those numbers are kind of being taken with a grain of salt more so than usual. Um, so that's what I, he just, I like gosh, it. you can put a Vikings helmet on him right now. I, I can just see him. Yes, he looks yes. like a Viking, you know, so. Just so big, so athletic, like just seems like a good value. Like you said, you have Thielen. Thielen can be your possession guy. Thielen can put up 10 catches a game if you need him to. Yep. Um, and if you want to throw him in the slot and make that his one job, you can do that. You want him downfield, you can do that too. That frees you up to take a big play guy like T Higgins. Uh, I think that that's mm-hmm. a pretty good value for him too. Yeah. Uh, 26. Now the dolphins already with Tua, already with their tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they keep investing in this offense? Uh, you know, still no safeties off the board. Um, what, what do you think happens here? Yeah, safety definitely becomes interesting. Um, while he's not a true edge rusher, I think Epinesa presents such good value. You got to be interested in him. And maybe this is where the first interior offensive lineman goes off the board. So I give you a bit of a multiple choice selection, and I'll let you pick this one because I've kind of kind of dominated the picks here and you're <laughs> you're a very generous co-host to let me do that but between cesar ruiz epines and xavier mckinney who would you pick here there's no wrong answers frankly uh, it's really tough though uh because it, i mean again for a team like miami with this many picks with with this little talent they're really setting up the identity of this team yes. and i think that when you do that you need to set set some uh 
I don't know. I, th- I think defensively in particular, it's about time for them to build an identity. Uh, I think that they're starting to get one. They have two offensively. They can get some receivers. But I think Xavier McKinney, I think you yeah, put that guy like in the slot. You can put him deep. And I think, you know, with the Dolphins, the, 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 that program being where it is right now, they can afford to put a young safety deep if that's where they think one plays well. Um, you don't have to worry too much. If the Broncos draft a safety, I think you put him in the slot first, let him develop, um, and don't let him botch assignments that you can't cover up for by putting him deep. I think that when you have the freedom to lose some games that the Dolphins have, why not get some flashy player and let him make some mistakes? Um, Yeah, and you think of their coach and where he comes from and the versatility that a guy like McKinney presents. Yep. Um, Just seems like a great fit for them. And very good value at this point in my mind. Yeah. Seahawks now at 27, making their first pick. Ah, So again, so many different ways this one could go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, truly. Uh, Edge, you know, especially because they are so... (laughs) unpredictable and they're always just trying to move down and their rankings are very clearly different from other teams rankings. So they're kind of, you know, they kind of beat to their own drum. I do think, um, edge rushers clearly in play, right? Mm-hmm. So both Epinesa and Yidor Gross Matos who aren't like perfect, more conventional speed, bendy edge rushing edges, but they're more length guys, mm-hmm. uh, but they fit in Seattle where they like guys like that. Definitely makes sense. But if you still have someone like Josh Jones, who for me is a first round grade at a position where they've struggled so much to fill that offensive tackle hole, I really think that's too good a value to pass up on a team that, you know, as a veteran quarterback and needs to need some guys who are more NFL ready rather than gambling on an Austin Jackson or an Isaiah Wilson at the position. And not only are they settled at quarterback, but Russell Wilson is 31. You know, I, I don't want to say that he's, he's about to fall off or anything like that, but the athleticism is going to start to go away. Um, Josh Jones, in year two, year three, uh, year four. I mean, at that point, your your left tackle should be one of the best in the NFL if you're drafting him in the first round. He should be competing at least for Pro Bowls. Uh, he's, he's still on his rookie deal, and he's protecting a 35-year-old quarterback. That seems like the situation you want to be in. I think Josh yeah. Jones makes a lot of sense, especially because they haven't been able to solve that left tackle problem in so long. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And then the the Ravens are real interesting. I could see them going with another offensive weapon. As we said in the wide receiver preview, Visca is a guy who'd look real nice in there. Um, But a a cover linebacker after losing CJ Mosley two off seasons ago makes a lot of sense with Patrick Queen staring him right in the face. So exactly don't overthink it. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Especially when your your identity is kind of as a, a power football team. And sure they can go spread and Lamar can beat mm-hmm. you deep and run around you. But what they can do that very few teams can do is line up with three tight ends and run the football consistently. But to play that style of football, you got to have a defense. So patch that up. Uh, on yeah, pick they're 20. so good at covering the middle of the field mm-hmm. with those linebackers. Those underneath zones are just flawless and really make them a tough team to play against with the way we play modern football. So yeah, Queen just fits into that identity. Yep. Uh, 29 now. 
Titans. Uh, only four picks left. Still some intriguing talents on the board. Um, mm-hmm. And the Titans, not a team that really fits in. When you're looking at teams like uh, the, the, the Seahawks and the Ravens and the Packers and the 49ers and the Chiefs, a lot of teams who are really in win-now mode, the Titans yeah. had a good year. You know, all pro Derrick Henry. Maybe they can build around him again. But they're in kind of a unique spot. Um, and I think might be one of your candidates if you're looking to trade back into the first round is the Broncos. 29 is a spot where you can do that. You see Grant Delpit and say, we actually really like the tools he has. We think we can give him a couple of years in the slot, then move him back. Uh, you know, maybe they like Christian Fulton. Um, you know, they got their receiver. Isaiah right. Wilson is very much in play. Mm-hmm. Or even Cesar Ruiz. Maybe you just bring in your starting center. Totally. Well, and you want to jump them because they might take one of those offensive tackles off the board. After Ezra Cleveland was taken, it, we waited a little before the next tackle and Josh Jones was taken. Now a few more might come off the board, and that, that worries you if you're a team like the Broncos. So definitely a good spot to move up to because I think they're going in the trenches. They're either replacing Jarrell Casey with someone like A.J. Epinesa or Marlon Davidson, or you're, you're going tackle and you're adding... Uh, a guy who who feeds into that identity like Isaiah Wilson or even Austin Jackson. Um, I, think, I, I think I think Epinesa. I think Epinesa makes oh, a lot of sense. Okay. I, the, the, my other thought though is if you have Derrick Henry, first team All Pro running back, who's just pounding guys. I mean, he that's that's what you want in the playoffs. You know, the reason that the Titans and a couple years before the Jaguars make that run, it's because they have that running game. See, and now I'm starting to second guess it. Now I think, you know, maybe they do take Josh Jones. Maybe they take Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I guess Josh Jones is gone now. Austin Uh, Jackson, though, I think is really intriguing. Or Cesar Ruiz. If you want to run the ball up the middle. Yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. But then it's it's Rabel, and you want to build from the inside out, and maybe someone like Epinesa is right. I mean, Epinesa is a Vrabel guy, I can tell you right now, just from looking at the two. Yep. Um, Okay, let's well, let's stick with Epinesa. Yeah, uh, I like yeah. it. That's a tough he's, one, though. He's a first-rounder and deserves to go in round one. He's just a, a guy who's tough to find a spot for. And I think that conversation goes to show why the Titans would be interested in trading down because they do have right. so many different directions they could right. go, and there are so many players. Even even if you're going edge, like, do you go Epinesa? Do you go Yetter Gross Meadows? Uh, Zach Bond kind of strikes me also as a variable right, type of defender. Right. Right. Maybe you they're willing replace... to move back five, six picks and see which one of those guys is still around. Right. You need to replace Jarrell Casey, but then you're trying to add true edges as well. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of a mix and match. Um, Who I think could go on the defensive line is the Packers at this next pick who need wide receivers, need tight ends. I think they can wait on those. And I think here we could see someone like Marlon Davidson or one of my favorites, Ross Blacklock, go at this point. Okay. Yeah, I like Blacklock at this position. I... uh, Okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that, again, receivers are intriguing, but it, what what matters here, if you're the Packers, is how much do you like Jalen Rager, Brandon Ayuk, um, better than maybe a KJ Hamler who you could grab with your next pick? Or who knows, maybe one of those first two are the ones that falls. Um, Donald, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Chase Claypool, Brian Edwards, maybe they're looking for one of the slot guys and they could wait even another round on top of that. Um, Right, I think exactly. Defensive line with with the young talent they have at the back end of that defense, uh, with the pass rushers they have, um, make their jobs even easier. Yeah, Turn this that's into a, like a plus defense to give to Aaron Rodgers. Right, 
And guys like Blacklock and Epinesa being gone is, you know, those are guys you could have hoped drop to 46 and make that decision a little harder. Definitely. Uh, but, but you're happy that there hasn't been a run on tackle. 31 with the, the Niners, corner, obvious need. But this is a sneaky team to go with offensive tackle, which is where after that trade down with the Patriots, um, Peter King had him going because Joe Staley is getting up in years, which I think is interesting and we need to take um, into account. But at the end of the day, I think they need to pounce on a corner here. And I think someone like Trevon Diggs or Jalen Johnson for their cover three Seattle-style defense makes far too much sense. Though Noah I maybe is the guy I like best for them. Oh, really? See, I was thinking Diggs makes the most sense in my mind. Diggs Uh, does make sense. He just has a little lower upside than Noah I. But, you know, mm -hmm. I could see the NFL liking him more um, as we're hearing as well. Particularly as a guy who can work off of Richard Sherman in Mm -hmm. this Super Bowl window immediately. I'm going to throw you a curveball on the Chiefs because they could go Cesar Ruiz. They could go with one of these corners. That makes a lot of sense. There's been a little buzz that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could be a first-rounder. Wow. And when I look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, first off, I could kind of see it because he's damn exciting and presents a lot of value. He he kind of reminds me of like a faster C.J. Anderson. Maybe more receiving as well. You know who I was looking at him and thinking was he's got a little LaShawn McCoy to his game. Uh-huh. And with Andy Reid, a guy like that could do big things. I think so. Which is wow. why I wouldn't mind going with the surprise Clyde Edwards Hiller pick. You endorse? You give your approval? <laughs> what a way to wrap this one up. Huh? Oh, my goodness. I was already – see, because I, I, when, when you started saying that, I was like, okay, Christian Fulton makes a lot of sense here. I right. think Christian Fulton right. makes a lot of sense here, and he's going to throw me a curveball. Curveball is going to be a running back. That's not curveball. Clyde Edward Lair is a curveball. To not take DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, mm-hmm. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor, and just skip straight to Clyde Edwards Lair. Oof. But at the same time – I mean, haven't we been talking about it for months and months and months now, watching him play, watching him college football play up all those times saying, wow, that is one of the best backs. I and mean, he's right in there with the rest of them. I well, he has more receptions than anyone. So that yeah. passing game value, we know how crucial it is at the position. Especially the way the Chiefs use it, especially when you probably wouldn't need a great yes. route runner. Yes. You're just looking for a drop off. You're, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're, you're running the same routes the Chiefs run, which are typically longer developing routes, um, trying to get downfield, letting the receivers run away from their matchups. Sometimes if that pass rush gets there, you need a safety outlet when you run that kind of offense. You know, you have Travis Kelsey to do that, and he's succeeded in that role. Uh, but but to upgrade the running back, throw Clyde Edward Lair. I mean, it's just – I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Awesome. I'm Let's down. pull the trigger. I'm glad we did it. Yep. There's and now one for you. Um, we'd love to tell you about all of our favorite guys who could be slipping 14 more picks to the Broncos, um, which safeties could be available, the tackles available, the corners. Um, but we're going to save that conversation for tomorrow morning when we start talking about day two. Um, we'll tell you about our guys. We're hoping we'll fall. And then we're going to mock the full second and third rounds. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. Um, we're about to get into listener questions, but first we need to tell you more about our friends at Manscaped. Um, Manscaped is an incredible service. They care so much about you, and in particular, about your balls. 
Um, they, they make the uh, lawnmower 3.0 to make trimming um, any body hair a breeze. Uh, give me, give, it gives you so much control, um, especially with the LED light. If you can see everything you're doing. Make sure you're just giving yourself a pristine cut down there. Um, and uh, they also have other products, the, the ball deodorant, um, the, the shaving creams, the different sorts of spritzes that you can get. Um, go to manscaped.com and use the code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off and you'll get free shipping. Um, use that to get the lawnmower, to get the ball deodorant. Try this stuff out. It's all incredible and we cannot recommend it enough. Okay. Uh, into the questions now. Uh, and we are going to start with the leftovers from the last draft pod when we didn't get to everything that we had planned on. Um, yes, I am loading those up. There we go. It's tougher when there's a second draft pod. Cause I always see the last draft pod and click, but now you have to go back to, okay. Yeah. Breck drew. So it's Becton or Thomas. I'm kind of torn between them. Thomas has gone down and Becton has gone up. I feel he is what we thought Bowles was supposed to be. Great job, guys. These pods are fun, and I always learn something new or a new name. I think we already got that one. Yeah, we did that one. Okay, so maybe these aren't all at the top anymore. Oh, Um, Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So Ubeni Lava. Yeah. There we go. So we haven't done this one. Draft Boys. First, just wanted to say welcome back to the comment section, Big T. Good to have you back. I feel like we did that. No, we did that. Oh, no. We didn't, though. We, I feel like we haven't talked about these guys. Okay. We're going to figure this. We'll figure this out today. And tomorrow we will get back to those questions. Yes. I, I promise. But There we go. We'll plan ahead because apparently the order changed or maybe I'm just dumb. I'm not sure. Um, okay. But we do have two more comments to get to today. Uh, yes. The Big Tabowski says, what's up, fellas? It's draft week. Uh, we Let's finally made it. it and I am so excited. Thank you to you both for all your excellent coverage and discussion topics over the past few months. And Mace, too, when he's joined you. Although I have to say, this has increased my levels of anticipation to that of a child waiting for Christmas morning. But I don't think anything could stop that from happening. Come on Thursday night. Why aren't you here already? Has there been a Broncos draft in recent years that is falling so nicely for us? Uh, How about Bradley Chubb? Well, yeah. I I feel like that was a good one. Last year was the all-timer, but... um... Yeah, that, that that Bradley Chubb year, though, was one where it seemed to set up pretty nicely for either a quarterback or a real defensive stud. Yep. Uh, let's see. Ruggs has been bumped up in popularity, meaning Judy or Lamb are a real possibility. Three or four tackles have been rising up the boards, meaning we can fall back on one of them if the elite three receivers are gone. Biotish and Visca, once first-round pro- prospects, have dropped down to where we might even snag them both in the third. Eh, I mean, I guess it's possible. Uh, yeah. So many serviceable corner prospects, too, and a couple of or a handful of speedy linebackers cropping up around third and fourth round. Everything is lining up great. What's the catch? How can Elway mess this one up? That I think will be hard to do. Uh, big love, and no doubt I will be in the lounge at various points during the draft. Catch you all there. The big T. Fantastic. Okay. So what could awesome go wrong? No, I mean, he's right. It sets up beautifully with these incredible offensive tackle, wide receiver, and even cornerback class. And these linebackers and safety hybrids could, who could fill yep. in for Will Parks. Uh, pretty deep interior offensive line group, too. You know, it, it really sets up nicely in a draft where the weakest spots are edge rusher and tight end. Two positions where the Broncos don't need any help whatsoever. Yep. How could they screw this up? 
by not going best player available and addressing being too focused on addressing needs. That's how they could screw it up. They could have someone like Becton fall to them and instead they decide to reach on Denzel Mims. That's how they could screw it up um, is by not, not playing the board. Um, and, you know, there is an emphasis on character for the Broncos. You know, it's their best player available isn't my best player available. They're thinking of system fits and stuff like that. But don't get too caught up in that. You know, be uh, I find the right the right way to to still get value on the board. I think that's where this could really hurt them. And yeah, there could be a run on wide receivers and tackles prior to 15 and then prior to 46, that kind of hurts them there to not get one of the higher end prospects. I think that's where the the real catch lies. I think that uh, Elway could mess this up by overpaying to trade up to draft a receiver or tackle. Great I think point. that's how he could mess it up. Uh, great um, point. Because the thing about that's how you're not taking advantage of this great situation is by instead of letting it fall to you, being too proactive and aggressive. You're exactly right. Yep. And if things fall to him and he does get one of those receivers and he still has all those mid round picks, I mean, we could be looking at three, four starters being added in this draft. Um, As soon as you give up that 77th pick, if you're giving up 77 and 83, you're really limiting your ceiling here. And maybe that's what you have to do instead of saying, you know what? we're going to let the board fall to us and we're going to take best player available at 15 and hope it's one of those guys we like. Um, then, then your range of grades uh, may be somewhere between C and an A that you're going to get. Whereas if you trade up, you're just locking yourself into that B. Um, the other thing is if you sit at 15, you're going to get, I mean, there's a good chance you'll get some trade offers. There, there, there may be a package that blows your mind and makes you say, okay, we have to take this. There may not be, but, uh, you're, when when you trade up, you're putting yourself in the position of being one of the teams that's competing to make the deal. Whereas if you're the one taking the offers, you have all the power. You're more likely to end up on the better end of that deal um, to just say, we don't even want to be in that situation. We don't want to see if we're going to get any offers. We don't want to see if Henry Ruggs or uh, Mackay Becton or whoever is still available at 15 and just lock ourselves into this. I think it'd be a mistake. I do think yeah. it'd be a mistake. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. That's a great way to finish because now I realize the second question was uh, for the regular Broncos pod guys. So, boom. Oh, yeah, it is. Voila. Okay. Uh, well, we will be uh, back tomorrow to talk about day two of the draft to get to all these questions. Uh, things went real long today with some other stuff, and so this isn't our longest podcast. Hopefully tomorrow won't be our longest either, but uh, I mean, we'll we get still through all mocked 32 picks and went an hour, you know? So we I think the good people got their fix. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> Maybe we've just been giving them too much. Well, well, they, they give us a lot. Uh, they gave they us do. too much as well. So uh, it's mutual. It's mutual. All right. We'll be back tomorrow to hit all those questions to get through day two of the draft. And uh, then Wednesday we'll get through day three. And then Thursday, the draft is here. Just doesn't feel real. So excited to have all of you along with us. Um, Let's talk again tomorrow. Let's do it. Sit Jay on the moon.